A big soon to be vaccinated and to live out the splendour of liberal democracy. Welcome to you, Bad Things Universe, and welcome to the first Bad Things episode of 2021. My name is Nathan Packham, and as ever, I'm joined by a man who loves bad things so much that he somehow, Mark Owen, Howard Donald, and Jason Orange all rolled into one six-foot God-knows-what mass of humanity. It's Mr. Jacob Simmons. How's it going, Jacob? Very well, thank you. Uh, I will go to bat for Mark Owen. Uh, easily my second favourite <laughs> member of Take That. Is he my first? I guess we'll discuss who the first is as we go along. <laughs> yeah, that might change depending on uh, how this episode goes. Uh, but yes, uh, thank you for um, opening with something positive, Nathan. I look forward to having those words come back and bite you in the arse uh, when we're all stood in lockdown this time next year. But yes... We're here. It's a new year. Hooray. How was your New Year's this time? Was it as eventful as 2019? No, it was a Zoom fest. It was a quiz (laughs) followed by jump because I thought the quiz would go past midnight. I then had to jump on another call, uh, which I'd initially rejected. And uh, yeah, saw the new new year in with with different people than what I'd started it well oh. this all doesn't make any sense now i don't even know what i'm saying <laughs> zoom is zoom just sucks that's that's basically the conclusion yeah it does um i saw the new year's in by watching star wars episode 3 revenge of the sith and timing it so obi-wan kenobi said hello there exactly on the stroke of midnight <laughs> come on obi his big lizard. Oh. oh, here we go. Oh, he's taking his jacket off. Here we oh, go. here we go. <laughs> ah! 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 Hey! General Kenobi. Happy New Year. Happy everyone. New Year. <laughs> That's a that's a new geek low for you there, Jacob. <laughs> As music inevitably lost out to a magic snowman puppet in our last episode, we're back to an audio review for this episode. And Jacob, what did our loyal fan base vote for in our poll, which popped off when it was posted? It did, yes. Bon Voyage to Man of the Woods by Justin Timberlake. Gone forever from the Bad Things poll. JT lost out to another naughty's pop icon, who used to be in a boy band, funnily enough. Uh, Britain's answer to Justin Timberlake, if the question was, can you name someone who's not as cool as Justin Timberlake, is Robbie Williams and his 2006 album, Rude Box. Yes, we've explored rap rock on this podcast before, but we're yet to tackle a white bloke from Stoke combining rap and pop over 74 minutes with pretty terrible results. Let's do it to it, because once again, we've got a shit ton to get through with some Robbie prehistory. Jacob, what did you find out about the prehistory of Robert Williams? Mr. Robert Robert Williams, uh, as he is known. Uh, Yes, well, according to your script, he was born in Stoke-on-Trent in Staffordshire in the UK, and apparently his parents used to run a pub in a place called Burslem. Came from pretty humble beginnings, uh, did Mr. Mr. Williams, uh, in Stoke-on-Trent, historic town on the River Trent. That's one for the Dick and Dom fans out there. Yes, Robbie participated in several school plays during his time, and his biggest role was that of the Artful Dodger in a production of Oliver. 
Uh, he attended the dance school, which no no school should have this many uh, letters in the <laughs> acronym. UK DDF, not to be confused with Alison Gold's ABCDEFG from episode one of Bad Things. Robbie joined Take That when he was just 16, although Gary Barlow was the main songwriter. Robbie developed a massive following of his own. Uh, to me, he was always kind of the rebellious alternative choice, which I think would then play out, as we're about to find out, in his persona <laughs> down the line. Yeah, he was like, he was definitely the bad boy of the group, right? Yes. And and sort of set the mould, I think, for, well, certainly for British boy bands, because Take That was kind of the first one of its kind to come from the UK. I know they were based on New Kids on the Block in the States. I'm really confused by the timeline because the mid-90s and late-90s, I don't know where all the boy bands fit in. I mean, we've already somehow talked about Boyzone and Westlife on previous episodes, so I think we might be ticking off the entire the entire <laughs> lot today. Where's uh, Where's Boys to Men going to come in? Oh, boy, I'll have to have a look at their album ratings. That's a yes. possibility. <laughs> I wanted to talk about early Take That. I just wanted to know if there are any early Take That tracks that you liked. Well, you've, you've put down that Robbie did lead vocals on a track called Could It Be Magic, which I think is a cover of, is it Barry Manilow? It is, it is, yeah. Uh, and, and then later covered by uh, Owen Quigg on The X Factor. Uh, that's a great track. Um, Relight My Fire, that's good fun. Uh, Back for Good is my go-to karaoke song. Never Forget is obviously a classic. Uh, what else is there? I'm enjoying just listening to you reel them off and imagining <laughs> you doing karaoke to all of these. Uh, Pray, that's another oh, one. Oh, Pray's the one. Pray is the one. <laughs> all I do each night is pray. Oh, that's a good tune. Calm down. All this preposterous amount of fame did come at a cost to Robbie, who ended up developing a drug addiction and started essentially not giving a shit about being in Take That. Mm. He left the band at the age of 21, which is five years younger than I am now. <sighs> I I didn't know they were that young when they started. That is 16 when he started. Mm. That's ridiculous. Yeah, hit, hitting up the gay clubs at 16. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Why do we always end up talking about people who joined the music industry preposterously young? Because Freud was correct. He left under pretty interesting circumstances, because wasn't he, he... He was pictured partying with Oasis at Glastonbury, Yes, I think in 1995, mm. and the band were like, oh, this doesn't fit with our image, <laughs> because um, we don't want people to think we have fun. <laughs> so can you... Um, can you stop that? And he was just like, no. <laughs> and he left. <laughs> I've never heard he, he that story. I just thought they hung out and had quite a good time. No, the band were like, uh, stop doing that, please. And he was like, no, I like drugs more than I like you. So he left. I've, have you seen the Oasis documentary? Uh, which one? Supersonic. Oh, um, no. I don't know why I asked. I've not seen any. <laughs> why did I ask that? Out of the vague uh, hope that it was somewhere, you know, somewhere you'd caught it. Uh, no, I have not. Why do you bring oh, this up? Oh, because they just come across so badly. It's just like, <laughs> shut up. Uh, I don't know if this has been brought up yet, but Nathan hates Oasis. <laughs> just stop trying to be the Beatles stop being the <laughs> shitty Beatles from Wayne's World if anyone's seen that film 
Uh, we'll get into wanting to be the Beatles a bit uh, a bit later yeah. on, but yeah, Oasis definitely had an effect on Robbie, uh, as you'll see from his output, like very very Britpop inspired, mm. very uh, Oasis inspired after he left the band. Robbie broke free of all legal requirements would take that and ended up signing with Chrysalis Records, where he hooked up with producer Guy Chambers, not to be confused with George Martin. Robbie and Guy Chambers, this is our next section, and there's going to be no objective analysis here from me, because I think Robbie's run of albums from 97 to 2002 is frankly astounding. Very few pop stars have ever achieved a level of consistency, as is evident here for, you know, for all the laddishness and garishness of a lot of the content. The productions from Guy Chambers and also the work of the session musicians who they employ, I think, quite regularly on these albums, reveal themselves to be slightly left of field and sometimes just outright really weird on repeated listens. And the bass and the drums, oh, I don't know who's playing this stuff, but they just, just nail it. I wanted to ask you, Jacob, what you knew of this period of Robbie's career before we got into the research for Rudebox. I didn't know much beyond the basics, really. Everyone knows who Robert Williams is, basically, because he's had some absolute monster hits, like Angels, Millennium, Rock DJ. Th- those are all tracks that anyone who's ever been to a wedding <laughs> or a night or a nightclub <laughs> has heard. Uh, and then um, beyond that, I didn't really know a great deal. Like, um, I just knew he was, uh, he sold, you know, upwards of, of 70 gazillion records. Uh, <laughs> that famous and, actual and, figure. <laughs> yes. And it, it's just a, an absolute megastar. Um, but getting into the research, because you very helpfully made a list of uh, singles and, and whatnot for me to have a listen to. So thank you for that. He might be one of the low-key weirdest people in pop history. <laughs> some of the songs are absolutely bonkers. <laughs> Robbie burst onto the scene in 1997 with his debut album, Life Through a Lens, which is a heavily Beatles-inspired album brimming with Britpop humour and tomfoolery. Obviously, the big ones here are Angels, which you don't like, and I, I think the guitar solo on that is incredible. Um... <laughs> And Let Me Entertain You uh, were the two big hits on that one. He tried out some more Britpoppy Beatles stuff to start off with, like Lazy Days and Old Before I Die, but they didn't quite hit the mark. I mean, I think they're great songs, but from the singles market, it was Angels and Let Me Entertain You from this 1997 album. And then it just got mental. (laughs) Just the popularity, (laughs) just mental. We've got 1998's I've Been Expecting You, uh, much of the same, a bit more melancholy, this album. With the songs on... It's just ridiculous how big this album was. We've got Strong, No Regrets, Millennium, and She's the One, all on the same album. The new Millennium rolled around and Sing When You're Winning came out. Not to be confused with um, Sing When You're Fishing. (laughs) Of course, not to be confused with Wagner's Magnus Opus. (laughs) Sing When You're Fishing. Um, (laughs) By this point in 2000, Robbie is just the biggest pop star in the UK. The, the, The number of hits just gets more ridiculous. We've got Rock DJ on this album. Supreme and an amazing duet with Kylie Minogue called Kids, which I'm sure you probably know, and also the best Beatles pastiche of all time, 
apart from sowing the seeds of love by tears for fears, let love be your energy. Robbie and Kylie in 2000. Jesus, could you get could you get any more 2000? What a sexy pairing as well. I mean, <laughs> uh... Um maybe Kylie. I wouldn't call Robbie sexy. Yeah, I've just I want to retract my statement now yeah. thinking about it. Um yeah, do that. Do that quickly. 2001, we have swing when you're winning. Uh <laughs> classic thing for a pop star to do. Robbie makes a money-making swing Christmas album thing. Uh, it's actually better than most of the uh, the rest, uh, especially what was the Gary Barlow song? Oh God, incredible! Incredible! Oh, is that <laughs> so rubbish? <laughs> That's the James Corden one, right? That you said. Oh me. no, no, no! The one he did with James Corden, I think, is called "Friend Like You," and oh, that okay. is just uh, oh, Jesus. And then stuff just gets fucking mad, <laughs> <laughs> and this all leads into Rude Box. We've got a 2002 album called Escapology, which is it, itself 73 minutes long. Oh, it's too uh, long. Robbie signed, I think, a new contract to gain more creative control, and boy, does it show. <laughs> <laughs> it's an £80 million record deal with EMI. Uh, there's an opening psychedelic track called How Peculiar that is just so weird. And then we've got a, another set of hits. They all seem to come in fours. Uh, that being Feel, Come Undone, Something Beautiful and Sexed Up. Um, I'd love it if you'd heard Sexed Up. I have not heard Sexed Up, but Feel, that is a... Oh. That's a tasty tune. So, yeah, Escapology got pretty savaged when it came out, and I think really, really unfairly. It's There's there's a lot of issues with <laughs> Escapology. If you know the album well, uh, Me and My Monkey is an interesting song. Um, <laughs> mm, I wonder but... what that could be a reference to. <laughs> <laughs> it's drugs. The next year, we hit peak Robbie with his performances at Nebworth. Uh, in 2003, drawing a total over three dates, only three dates, of 375,000 people. It was described at the time as the biggest event in British pop history. Uh, He was the biggest pop star in Britain by a country mile at this time, which is so weird to consider now. He is... I don't want to be rude. I'm just, I tried to phrase this correctly. I don't know. You know what I mean, right? Um, yes, he he is not. Um, <laughs> he, oh dear. I think. Um, I think what is deemed cool and what is deemed trendy and like uh, on vogue has changed so much in the last twenty years. Like so much. Um, but I guess the obvious comparison would be what Harry Styles has gone on to do after One Direction. Like, take the music in a totally different direction and just go on to be a huge success. Although I feel like Harry Styles is considerably more wholesome than Robbie Williams was <laughs> <laughs> during a similar point in his life. You wouldn't see Robbie Williams rocking uh, a jumper with a, a chicken popping out of an egg on it. Let's just put it like that. Well, you wait for the Harry Styles monkey song in album five, and then then we'll see how wholesome he is. Oh, no. (laughs) Robbie's stardom is on a crazy level, and his life is kind of just trick... I say trickling, I should say just totally tailspinning out of control. Mm. There's seemingly drugs kind of all over the place. Uh, He has problems, I think, both with illegal and prescription medication at points and then there is another album to talk about which nobody remembers and i barely remembered 
called Intensive Care. So mm. this is Robbie's break from Guy Chambers, um, for some reason deciding to break away from a winning formula. But Yeah, do you know why? Did... There wasn't a bust-up or anything. I, I assume there was some sort of issue, or he just wanted to take stuff in a different creative direction. And by that, slightly more boring is how... <laughs> I would sum up uh, the album Intensive Care, which came out, I think, in 2005. Um, to say this album is immemorable uh, might be kind. Is that even a word? Um, Got it in my script. <laughs> Let's say yes. Let's, <laughs> that could be another word along with gump that we've invented here oh, on, uh, gump. on Bad there's, Things. There's... There's a lot of gump coming up. So much gump. Um, serviceable pop rock for an album guaranteed to go to number one at this stage, even if Robbie had released the sequel to Metal Machine Music. Um, so that is a brief history of Robbie before what we're actually going to talk about today. I It's it's ridiculous that I, in I think it was 2015, I went through my mum's like CD collection to see if there was anything to salvage, and ended up listening to all of these albums. <laughs> it's yeah, Robbie's got this weird reputation of of being sort of you know the housewife's favourite um, sort of pop star, but yeah, when you look back at it, like he was a lot more quote unquote rock and roll than you uh, than you might think from from someone who released. Angels and Millennium. This stuff is just weird. I don't, people just, I don't think have kind of taken the time to retrospectively be like, one, this stuff is pretty good. And mm. two, this stuff, I, probably because, you know, his name was already out there. He had license to do this. This yeah. stuff is bonkers <laughs> in places. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think you get this with famous people where they reach a point where uh, either people feel like they can't tell them no or... Um, like the, the, the person is just so, so famous and worth so much money that they get this sort of inflated sense of, I'm a genius. Let's just throw, throw something at the wall and see what sticks. And there's a lot of that in Robbie's back history and a lot of that in this album as well, Rubox, <laughs> because some of it does stick. There is some, there is some stuff in here that works. Uh, but I feel like with Robbie, it's often a case of monkeys at typewriters uh, and every so often, you get something right. Where Stop <laughs> mentioning monkeys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Should we bloody do it, Jacob? I think we're going to have to, yeah. Let's do it. To the rude box. Christ. <laughs> Jacob, what are the facts about Rudebox? What, how did, how the bloody hell did this happen? How, how was it released? What's, what's the deal with Rudebox? Before we get into the meat, mm. well, coming out just a year after Intensive Care. <laughs> Intensive um... Care. <laughs> Sorry. Uh... <laughs> uh, with yet more collaborations from, uh, uh, did we mention Stephen Duffy, who produced oh, Intensive yes. Care? Um, he did produce Intensive Care, yes. Yeah, formerly of Duran Duran and a band called Tintin, uh, <laughs> we, who we will see crop up again on this track listing. Uh, it was also produced by a bunch of people. Uh, Soul Mechanic, who I think are a duo. Uh, Jerry Meehan, William Orbit, who uh, has pro- I think he's he's done quite a lot of stuff. And then the two big names uh, on this album are Mark Ronson, who of course is known for producing everything successful after the year 2013, 
Uh, and the Pet Shop Boys, uh, Chris Lowe and Neil Tennant, who make appearances both as producers and vocalists on this album. Uh, <laughs> and we'll get to them, don't you worry. The Pet Shop Boys are coming. Before we get into track one, let's preface the album with a quote from Robbie at the time, which I'm mm. sure he didn't uh, say in order to sell any more units. Huh. It's become something on which I found myself. This is the right direction for me personally. This is what it is. I saw the whole Robbie thing coming to a close as it was, which was, I will say, was a smart thing to do because that shit was getting out of control. (laughs) I couldn't make another album like the ones I'd made. And this has just opened up a thousand other doors, the doors into pop hip hop or whatever this is. Yeah, fortunately, those doors have a range of tigers, snakes and (laughs) chlorine gas behind them. Generic dangers. (laughs) Yes. Well, which I think was the name of his uh, his next album. Right, let's do it. Once again, we're starting off an album here on Bad Things with a decidedly unsubtle track. It's the title track. Fuck me, there's a lot to talk about, so hold on to your hats. <laughs> this is Rude Box. Okay, then back to base heads, down psych, you just won at the Special Olympics. I got the root box of the back of a spaceship. So sick, I just had to take it. The R-U-D-E-B-O-X. Got your jack, so you split your guess. Sing a song of Semtex. Pocket full of Jurex. Body full of Mandrax. So we're gonna have sex. We away in these socks. Back to the root box. Got this double fantasy where we just never stop. Where do we even begin? <laughs> Like, literally, where do we begin? <laughs> this is its a hell of a way to kick things off. I'll give it that. <laughs> That's about all I can give it. I'm going to start off by asking you what you think a rude box is. Oh, for God. It's, oh, <laughs> it's not anything. It, it's <laughs> What is it? Because we go from doing the rude box to shaking the rude box... <laughs> to going to the root yes box. you go to the root box so is it a, is it what's what is it is it a dance is it is it a fanny what the hell is it like is it a location yeah is it you know one two three root box avenue like what the fuck is going on well i've, I've got some definitions from our friends at urban dictionary oh, if no. you're interested oh. um so the first one's quite uh it's 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 all right for Urban Dictionary. A very blunt person that voices their opinion when one dresses or acts like a skank. You can get out the door. Yeah, it was only a matter of time before that came back up. Yeah, the other one, uh, basically the same as the chocolate starfish uh, oh. definition on uh, Urban Dictionary. The arse of a dog, a oh. canine anus, the source <laughs> of dog shit. <laughs> right, let's talk about lyrics. Bloody oh, hell. God. What, what do you want to talk about? What, what have you highlighted? Um... <laughs> All of it. <laughs> all of it. Uh, okay, so no, I haven't highlighted all of it. Um, God, there's some really horrid stuff in here. I've taken essentially a whole, an entire verse where he goes, uh, the R-U-D-E-B-O-X, uh, in case you wanted to know how to spell rude box. Uh, up your jacksy, split your kex. Do you want to know what a jacksy is? Is that your ass? It, it is your ass. yes, well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Um, then he says, fuck's sake, sing a song to Semtex, pocket full of Durex, body full of Mandrex, are we going to have sex? Will you wear your knee socks? <laughs> a crucial addition. Yeah. They... <laughs> Fucking hell. And then he goes on to say, okay, then what's the, he says fracas, the word is pronounced fracar, 
but that doesn't <laughs> rhyme, so <laughs> never mind. Uh, gravi- I've heard it pronounced fracas before. Yeah, by people who don't know how it's pronounced. Okay. It's a French word. Um, grab your cardi, your lead hat, and your bus pass. <laughs> you don't sweat much for a fat lass. Which I saw an interview about this, apparently is a famous northern saying, so that's how he got away with this Oh, one. that's all right then. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, who is he talking to here? This person has a bus pass. Is this a senior citizen he's trying to chat up? <laughs> <laughs> an overweight senior citizen. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, the line that has not aged well oh. is dance... Like you just won at the Special Olympics. Oh. I mean, that is just horrendous and need no more discussion there. Uh, TK Maxx costs less and Jackson looks a mess. One of yep. the most interesting rhyming couplets I've ever heard. <laughs> Can we sound the controversial opinion uh, siren here <laughs> on bad things? For how terrible this is, I really don't mind it. Oh, um, God. <laughs> I think the double fantasy bridge is great. You know, I, you know what I mean. I will say that, that yeah, it's the best bit of the song. Um, it's certainly very catchy. If it was more like that, uh, then I would be on board. I assume Double Fantasy is a reference to the John Lennon album. Oh, I, I guess so. Maybe. Um, um, I'd love to watch Robbie listen to that. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> the music sounds like it was made on, like, you know, you, you know when, like, you had like a Nokia in two thousand and seven, and you tr- and there was yeah. that sort of music maker function. It sounds like it was yeah. made on that, uh, or possibly chip tune, which is what is they, chip tune? Uh, that's how they made music on like video games in the late eighties. Uh, okay, the old eight bit stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 no good, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> this song did make the celebration of groove playlist. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Say. I can't ignore how bad the lyrics are. Uh, even if the, you know, the groove is, it's decent enough. And like I said, the bridge isn't bad, but I can't get past the Special Olympics line, Nathan. That is just, it's just horrid. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not cool. Um, it is a mad album opener. It's very entertaining. Uh, Mm. it's incredibly, uh, not woke, uh, if we're going (laughs) to use the modern, yeah. Uh, Lexicon and Jacob, I believe we're introducing a new feature here where uh, we're going to give a quick uh, rating to each of the songs we encounter. So uh, would you like to do the first ever song rating on Bad Things? I would love to. Uh, uh, <laughs> and it, it is quite appropriate that this is track number one and the first uh, <laughs> the first rating, because I would give this one star out of five. <laughs> I Oh, it just makes my toes curl. Like I can, I can dig it from an ironic sense, but lines like the the Special Olympics and the Fat Last line, oh god, no! Come on, Robbie, it just isn't cool. It just isn't cool. I have given this two and a half. Oh, you're mental. <laughs> yeah, I had to give the extra half because it's on the groove playlist, so you know, <laughs> couldn't go against my own beliefs. <laughs> You are a loon. You're an absolute loon. <laughs> Robbie Williams is a loon. Come on. <laughs> right. Uh, what the fuck? Where are we going next? Uh, ne- next up is a song called Viva Life on Mars. And for some reason, we've got an electro country song after Rootbox. It's a space station. It feels good. The good vibration. Send them all in 
I'm a fan of Viva Life on Mars. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> that, that's it. Blood statement. Okay. <laughs> it's better than Rude Box. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's like there's a banjo going on in the background. Uh, yeah. Which, which is, again, like one of my main gripes with the album is it has absolutely no idea what it is. Uh, the musical styles are all over the place and it just, it does not work. Uh, he, he can't decide whether he's trying to be Dizzy Rascal, the Pet Shop Boys, Happy Mondays. He, he, he tries to be like so many different things at once. I don't know who the fuck he's trying to be here. But... <laughs> I think he's trying to be Beck, is what I've okay. written in my notes. Yeah, I can this see that. This is like a serious Beck Odelay era kind mm. of thing going on here. Electro rap country god knows how you you specify this song yeah um i just thought it was nonsense nonsense lyrics but apparently this song is about conspiracy theories yeah uh robbie was big into conspiracy theories at this time just throw that into the pot as well (laughs) apparently he was fascinated with the internet in that regard because it uh, allowed people to sort of voice these strange opinions on things like alien abduction uh, and that's where a lot of the lyrics in this song come from. And also his mum was apparently a tarot card reader. So that might be where that comes from. The, the famous Burslem tarot card <laughs> readings. <laughs> Do you want to hear an absolutely bonkers quote? Is this a Robbie quote? Yes, it is. Uh, okay, well, yeah. I, I went I went to um, our boys Genius Lyrics for the lyrics and they had these yeah. quotes from Robbie, uh, which I couldn't find the original source from. So citation very much needed. Uh, I clicked on the link and it took me to Robbie's website, but the clip, the the interview had been removed, so I don't know what's going on there. But this is what he had to say about conspiracy. This. <laughs> We're through the looking glass here, people. So this is what he had to say on this song. <clears throat> For me, it's doing away with all I have been taught, and instead of investing my faith in a Catholic religion, I decided that the fantasies on the internet are more interesting than the fantasies at the pulpit. I see it as Oh Brother Where Art Thou meets Primal Scream when they were good. There has been three World Cups since then. Is this my first ever hoedown? A few hoes have brought me down before. <laughs> What's happening? He just, just loses such train an of unwell thought. person at this point. He just lost his train of thought midway through the interview and starts talking about hoes. I don't think he did. I think he's just this was how his brain was yeah. working at the time. I saw an interview with him on Pop World with Alexa Chung, mm. and it's like this half flirtation, half just unwell yeah. monologue. It's it's like John Lennon times a hundred. Yeah, I think for all the fun we're going to make of Robbie, we do have to say he was not in a good place right now at this point yeah. in time. Um, and yeah. You know, drug addiction is a horrible thing. And he did eventually get some help. And I think that's worth applauding, definitely. But God, he was in such a mess at this point in his life. I think this was the year he met Ada as well. So mm. that was probably a, probably a turning point. Yeah. And they're still together, aren't they? They are indeed, yeah. Mm. I'm really not offended by this one. I thought this is a, I think this is a really decent song, probably because I'm just a massive Beck fan. So I was <laughs> all about this. Um, I gave it three and a half. Oh, God. God, um, I wouldn't give it three and a half. I get, I was, 
more up on this than I was <laughs> Rootbox, definitely. Uh, <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> uh, I'd say two. I'd maybe stretch to two and a half. Like, in terms of lyrics, the only one that really got me was um, <laughs> when he was talking about riding a horse, and then he said, if your horse is blind, use the force. <laughs> which God. doesn't make any sense. Um, which is a real trademark of Robbie's lyrics. Like, when he's allowed to write his own lyrics... <laughs> None of it makes any sense. Let's talk about something good. Track three, Love Light. Baby, when you love me, who do you think you're fooling? Make them feel so sure. Turning your love light down again. Why don't you let me be? You don't know what you're doing. Make them feel so sure. They're turning your love light down again. Oh, we are in the money here, Jacob. Please say you like this song. Yes, yes, I do. Yes. (laughs) I think this song is fantastic. I'd actually point people to the original by Lewis Taylor, who is the only musician to ever successfully quit the music industry that I've discovered uh, without being dragged back in, to the point that people were saying there was a rumour going around that he had become a plumber, right? (laughs) Um, I thought you were going to say like a monk or... No. uh, No, a plumber. A plumber. Um, uh, Nobody's going to do this, but you should all listen to Lewis Taylor's debut self-titled album. It's fantastic. Yeah, I heard the original. I think I just about prefer this version, uh, but they're not a million miles away from each other. Sacrilege. (laughs) Sacrilege. Okay. I've put... (laughs) Robbie had nothing to do with writing this track, which explains why the lyrics aren't horrendous. (laughs) They are more than horrendous. This is some sultry longing. This is great. Yeah. Like, the original version of Love Like, to me, is a four and a half to five star song. Bloody hell. Wow. Yeah. Love it. This version gets seriously Mark Ronsonized. Um, so we've got a bit more maximal production going on here. There's a pretty nice horn arrangement going on, which is so kind of Quincy Jones. Bit of a bigger feel than the, uh, what I guess you would call the actual love light feel of the original um, song. Um, I just I just think this is a, an incredible composition. It's a really good pop track and... Um... <laughs> I like that there is now a verb for Mark Ronsonized. <laughs> yeah, I just can't <laughs> I love it. that. It's been Ronsoned. There'll be more Ronsoning going on. <laughs> yes, there will. Uh, it's no surprise that this was uh, a very successful single. Got to the top ten in the UK. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realise how popular it was. And then when I came across this again, you know, I was mm. kind of singing its praises and everyone I talked to was like, oh, yeah, I remember Rudebox and I remember Love Light. And I was like, this passed me by. Well, I, I missed out on this one. Yeah. Uh, anyone who anyone who bought the album off the strength of this, they were in for a time, weren't they? <laughs> it does not, for me, it does not get better than this. I would give this, I'd probably give this three and a half. I've, uh, I've given it a four. Wow, fair enough. Yeah, yeah that's as yeah. high as I'm going by a country <laughs> mile, just to confirm. Yeah, yeah. Right, track, what are we even on? I've already lost count. <laughs> We're on four. Track four. Oh, fucking what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) I have so much to say. Oh, I don't know if you're going to make the same gag as me. So uh, I might do it first to introduce this song. It's the return of Bong Bong from Father of the Pride. Uh, (laughs) Let's let's have a quick listen to, uh, I I hope I'm going to pronounce this correctly, Bong Bong. (laughs) I can't even (laughs) 
<laughs> bong, bongo bong, and je ne t'aime plus. Mama was queen of the mambo, papa was king of the Congo. Deep down in the jungle, I still banging my fist bongo. Every monkey likes to be in my place instead of me, cause I'm the king of bongo, baby. I'm the king of bongo bongo. I went to the big town where there is a Huh? <laughs> try again. It means very good. Oh, I thought you said try again. <laughs> oh, it's what someone should have said to Robbie when he recorded this song. This is wank. This, what is this? This is such wank. Uh, can I do the the opening? Uh, oh. I think this these are the opening lines. Okay. Um, oh. So it's worth mentioning this is another cover song. Uh, by uh, Manu Chao, who is a French-born Spanish performer, who I think my Spanish housemate has mentioned before, actually. Hmm. Um, very, He's a very really popular... interesting, yeah, very interesting guy as well, from what I read about him. Very popular um... star on the Mediterranean. <laughs> oh, very nice. Mama was queen of the mumbo. Papa was queen of the Congo. Deep down in the jungle, I started banging my first bongo. No, you didn't. You bought it to Stoke-on-Trent. <laughs> The burst, the burst of bongo. Burst very famous. Very famous la la love shack. <laughs> we should have got Wagner to sing this when we, um, oh, when, we when we paid him. <laughs> that would have been amazing. To add to the cavalcade of celebrities we've already talked about, Lily Allen is here. Yep, yep, Lily Allen's here for no reason. She's back later, and she isn't credited. Brilliant. <laughs> well, she has a vagina. We can't do that. <laughs> of course, it's two thousand six. Women haven't been invented yet. It's hard out here for a bitch. <laughs> if you remember that thanks, song. Thanks, Lily. I don't remember that one. No. Uh, this one's also produced by Mark Ronson, so I take back all the praise I had for him earlier. <laughs> it's it's not uptown funk, is it? <laughs> no. The song is called Bongo Bong and Je ne t'aime plus, which is... Um, <laughs> Which I think is a weird title. Uh, the reason why it's called that is because it's actually two different songs. Uh, Bongo Bong and Je ne t'aime plus are two different songs. Stop by... saying Bongo. <laughs> <laughs> are two different songs by Manu, Manu Chow. Uh, the English translation of Je ne t'aime plus is I don't love you anymore, my love. I don't love you anymore every day. Sometimes I, I would like to die. me too I wanted so badly to believe sometimes I would like to die so I would have nothing sometimes I would like to die so I would never see you Uh, Robbie adds his own lines including (laughs) je m'appelle Robert (laughs) and j'habite Los Angeles et London you sounded like Louis Theroux doing a French accent then (laughs) J'habite et Burslem. <laughs> J'adore le Burslem Bongo. Why, why is this here? Why is this on this album? It like, it doesn't know what it is. I, I just think Robbie was just up all night at this time, just sampling mm-hmm. all the cultural products that he could. This is one of the worst we've ever reviewed. Wow, okay, fair enough. This is, this um, is bollocks. Uh, I actually originally gave this a two, but talking about it, I'm going to drop it to a one and a half. Uh, one, maybe even a half for me. Uh, oh, no, I'll be kind. I'll give it a one. <laughs> Jesus. Let's move on to something serviceable. Uh, it's it's Jacob's Boys. It's the Pet Shop Boys. 
uh, and it's a song called She's Madonna. I love you, dating someone called Tanya Strecker who was okay. left by Guy Ritchie for Madonna. Oh. Oh, wow. Mm. God, what a dick move then to make this song. <laughs> oh, do you remember your ex-boyfriend? Yeah, he did the right thing. <laughs> Face it, she's Madonna. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I assume it was meant to be quite tongue-in-cheek, but um, there's probably a reason why Robbie Williams is now married to Ada and not Tanya. Did you get the line, we're having drinks with Kate and Stella, Gwyneth's here, she's brought her fella? Well, that'll be time for me to leave, because I don't want to talk about <laughs> Coldplay. Who do you think um, Kate and Stella are? Uh, that's Kate, that'll be Kate Moss and Stella McCartney, I would okay. think. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Or um... Stella Artois, who knows at this point. <laughs> <laughs> your I love you's a ten a penny, you're dropping clues like you've got any. I like that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> to carry on. <laughs> And um, she's got to be obscene to be believed. That's not a bad, that's a good line. That's pretty good. Rating, uh, Nathan, what do you think? Three, standard. Three, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe two and a half, but uh, nothing special. But <laughs> against the backdrop of what we've heard before, uh, this is this is one of the better ones. So we're going to go to a song called Keep On, which oh, starts with a reference to Rapper's Delight, although spoken in a sort of weird... A very bizarre intonation as if Robbie's drifting off to sleep. Hotel, motel, holiday. Hotel, motel. Vein popping, heart clogging, name dropping. Lifestyle being got no strings, but I think when my ding a ling ling can't sing, can't speak, ting tongs, tong ting, I'm bumping. Three bollocks. Not really, not really a lot more to say. <laughs> to start with, um, in the weird opening bit, I've put: Is he trying to be David Bowie? <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. It's yeah. it's Bowie, but it's it's more sort of Bowie when he was on extras uh, and he did that song about Ricky Gervais, where he's like chubby little fat man. One of the worst lines I've ever heard in a song here, or worst couple of lines. Got no strings, but I think with my ding-a-ling-a-ling, can't uh. sing, can't speak, ting-tongs, tong-ting. <laughs> Shut up and let me go is how I'd respond to that, because it sounds a bit like the ting-tings. It does, yeah. Um, stop saying ding-a-ling, Robbie. <laughs> stop saying, you're not Chuck Berry, you don't know, no. get away with it. <laughs> Even he couldn't get away with it. You spurt <laughs> definitely can't. My new favourite word, Nathan, is uh, ding-a-ding-dong-dong-a-dong. Ding-a-ding-a-ding-dong-a-dong-a-dong. What is this? This is, this is nonsense. Why is, it called, why is it called Keep On? It's factually <laughs> correct, though, because on several occasions throughout his career, he was thinking with his ding-a-ling, so <laughs> well, got to give yes. him that one. Yes, but it's... <sighs> God, like, the, <laughs> you thought Bongo Bong was nonsense. This is a whole other level of, of just saying words and hoping that somebody somewhere takes meaning from them. What the hell? What the hell is this? It's Lily Allen's back as well. Yeah. Not sure if she's credited on this one as well. Probably not. No, she isn't. Um, 
She simply states, I love my mum and I love my dad. Um, well, if your dad was Keith dad. Allen, then... Yeah, I'm sure Keith Allen appreciated that. This might be the worst, actually. No. Um, no? You don't think no. so? Okay. No. It's just... You just get to the end of the song and you're like, what a waste of my time. The, the breakneck a... drumming's quite fun. Quite like the drumming. <laughs> yeah, but you're too busy thinking about how you can break your own neck to avoid hearing this song anymore. <laughs> Got to stop yourself from playing with your ding-a-ling <laughs> the song's on. Dr- uh, trust me, I've never wanted to play with my ding-a-ling less than I'm listening <laughs> to this song. <laughs> what, you wouldn't go to the Holiday Inn? And, uh... <laughs> I think you mean the Holiday Inn. <laughs> Holiday Inn. Right, another bollocks song. Um... <laughs> Uh, it's, it's another Ronson production. Uh, here's a quick clip of Good Doctor. I want Xanax, Vicodin, an Oxycontin. Funky fill the form out so I can drop them. Got all these demons and I can't stop them. To tell you the truth, Doc, I might have a problem. Robert Williams, take one Adderill with water in the morning. So I'm gonna take one tablet. I'm Keith Moon, dickhead. He says this one's to take you up. He says this one's to take you down. Faux reggae talking about a prescription pill addiction. Mm. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Spoken word bit in this song. Uh, Robert Williams, take one Adderall with water in the morning. Uh, As if I'm going to take one tablet. I'm Keith Moon, dickhead. Yep, first dickhead of the album. Don't worry, there'll be more. And another favourite bit of uh, this song from me, uh, the breakdown, which is simply a vocal line of Robbie going, give me loads of pills, give me loads of pills. (laughs) Give me loads of pills, give me loads of pills, give me loads of pills, give me loads of pills. I'm going to assume he wasn't okay here. Yeah, if you're this unwell, maybe stop with the songs. Yeah. Um, but then, oh, that's that's how good art happens, you know. The personal becomes the public, I guess. I was I put um, in my I put in my notes. I can't tell if this is really clever and self referential or just a massive cry for help. Um, it's sort of telling that he checked himself into rehab the year after this album came out. Yes. So uh, for a prescription drug addiction. Um, so it's kind of it's sort of hard to rank this one objectively. Um, because you just know he's not in a good place. Uh, and that isn't very funny, unfortunately, even if this song is objectively hilarious. <laughs> um, let's talk about, I think this might be the last line. Adderil, Doril, work with me, antidepressants. But not St. John's Walk, because I can get that at Boots. Boots. <laughs> There's an amazing bit of insight here from Genius Lyrics. Uh, this is one of their annotations. Um, oh, I saw this. Did you see this? Yes. Yeah. Uh, St. John's Wort is a herbal remedy used to treat mild to moderate depression, nervousness, insomnia and infection. Boots is a pharmacy chain in the United Kingdom. As St. John's Wort is the only one of all these drugs he named he can get at a local pharmacy, he doesn't need, <laughs> he doesn't need the doctor to write him a prescription for it. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. <laughs> oh, Robbie. He's, he's just, he's lost in the makeup aisle at Boots, like, Boots. <laughs> just... <laughs> uh, 
He's walking around, <laughs> eyes glazed over, just oh, like... Oh, this isn't funny. This is a man with a problem. He's just like, oh, where's the meal deal? Because they're, like, really good and seriously underrated. <laughs> he might as well have gone into, like, the meal deal here. Like, you... <laughs> I want some prawn mayo. <laughs> I can get that a boost. <laughs> Oh, I feel bad laughing because he's just so unwell. Poor. Well, it's, it's self-referential and humorous, I know, isn't it? So I, know, I think, you know. But, oh, it's, oh, uh, he's all right now. Like, it's fine now. He got himself sorted out. Big, big, big congratulations to Robbie for that. But fucking hell. We haven't done star ratings. Um, oh, sorry. I'll two. That's all right. This is yeah. a two. Uh, we, did, did we do Keep On as well? Because Keep On gets a half star for me. Oh, wow. Um, I gave that a two. Oh, my God. You're insane. Uh, Good Doctor gets... I'll give it one and a half. Um, <laughs> and if you're wondering if Jacob thinks this album is a bad thing, wait till you hear the end. <laughs> Yay. Uh, yes. Um, but <laughs> number eight. Uh, track number eight, Nathan. What's it called? The Actor. Stage, I feel alive. You know ambition is for me, it's the craft. Made of sex, made of ale. Could I do better in New York? You are the alpha male. I'm just too pretty for that role. You are the good, you are the great. The words have power. Now let me fill you with my hand. I don't know where you begin. I am the star. Marsha Thomason is on, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, is uh, the female vocalist on this track. Most well, famous vo- for The Haunted Mansion. Vocalist. Um, <laughs> she, she reads out some lines. <laughs> I can see where you're heading with this one. This is very Pet Shop Boys, isn't it? Yes, yes it is. It's it's dark, it's saucy, it's someone's going to die but it's going to be good. <laughs> Uh, which I think is the Pet Shop Boys' fifth album. Uh, I think that's what that's <laughs> called. It had promised this song until we get to the bridge, where he just lists the names of some actors. Monroe. Monroe. Barrymore. Barrymore. Mansfield. Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Madonna Ritchie. Ritchie. Richie, 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 Street, Close, Hepburn, Burt Reynolds, Niven, Dancing, Bundy, Bardo, Joaquin, 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 Oh, this fits great. Oh, this is so rubbish, Dave. Mansfield. <laughs> Obviously, the highlight is Dame, 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 Judy Dench. <laughs> and then, of course, it just ends with Swank. <laughs> swank. <laughs> just as another thing he exclaimed in boots before he was removed <laughs> Swank. Swank. Get rid of that man. Dame, Dame, Judy Dench. <laughs> My favourite lyric in the entire album is on this uh, on this song. Is it Dame Dame Judy Dame? It's it's those aren't words. 
<laughs> Just going to step away from the mic to exclaim this line. Okay. Made of sex, made of ale. <laughs> that is good, but it does sound like he's saying made of ale. It does. Rather than made of ale. Oh, I'm not going to look this up now because I'm worried it's not made of ale and it's no, made it of is, ale. It is made of ale, as in oh, the good. very affluent part of London. Yeah, there are, as I said, some good lyrics here. Um, Deep down, you're dirty, but you try. The truth would break you, so you lie. I like that. Uh, and then the, the sort of spoken outro. Um, you are, we all are, a test card. The stars of CCTV. We are the nature of the beast. <laughs> I, I was walking and I heard that line. I was like, oh, what does that mean? And I was like, no, don't get dragged into the philosophy of the actor. If it didn't have the bridge, <laughs> it would score significantly higher for me. Uh, but I, I have to give this a two. He tries some, some very ambitious stuff lyrically. He pulls some of it off, uh, but I can't get over swank, unfortunately. <laughs> Fucking swank. Fucking swank. Oh, God. Mac's back. Mac from Jack Frost. <laughs> Are you damned to the damned to damned Geordie Dench? <laughs> I, uh, I gave this three and a half stars. You are mental. I really, I just, uh, I'm all for the celebrity listing. I love that in a song. It just, it doesn't make any sense, Nathan. It's just, he's, again, he's just picked them all out of a hat. That's far too logical for what was happening at this time. <laughs> Let's move to a song uh, which might be the ultimate filler on this album. Never touch that switch. Listen up because it's a red light and the pressure's blowing up tight. There's a schism in the time mechanism. There's a schism in the time mechanism. What does it mean? <laughs> what does it even mean? Um, uh, uh, <laughs> I quite like this one. I don't hate this one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Very um, very robotic sounding. It's like, an, it's like an interlude or something. It's. Do you think so? It's it's kind of throwaway, but still mm. lasts about three minutes. I what a weird song. <laughs> like I said, track listing is all over the place. But this one is sort of. A bit ominous. I thought, like, what is the switch? Is it another drug reference? Is it like, you know, flip the switch and like burst into like anarchy? Is it is it about the switch in our minds that keeps us from being, you know, a bit more primal? I don't know. I liked the themes this song, uh, and I thought the music was pretty good as well. Are you talking about the farty synths? <laughs> 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 yeah, I thought it was good. I liked it. Uh, and what what is the schism in the time mechanism? <laughs> I don't know, but I like that lyric. Oh, okay. Well, that's a, that's a reversal. At least you're being more positive than I yeah. am. Yeah, uh, I give um, this. I give this three. I would say. I gave it two and a half. Ma- okay. Maybe more for it's just like why is it here rather than <laughs> the actual contents of the song. We've got a cover of a Human League song from 1984. <laughs> next, <laughs> Big, because why not? Um, because when you're in your hotel room and you can't sleep, of course you've got on some Human League. Yep. This is Louise. He drank his coffee and he hurried out Across before she walked away Then he approached her like a little child Too scared for what he had to say 
remember me. I think this is very much a Jacob song. <laughs> Am I correct? What does that mean? Uh, it's 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 a light electro number about a whimsical woman. Mm. <laughs> it, it, what uh, was the name of the violinist? <laughs> I knew you were going to bring her up, Lily Hayden. Lily My Hayden. Wife. Yeah, this My song wife. is about Lily Hayden. Yes. Um, <laughs> apparently, this is one of Robbie's favourite songs, so that's okay. why it's on here. It's a soft electro ballad about a man who meets an old girlfriend at a bus stop. There isn't much to say because the cover isn't a million miles away again from <laughs> the, the Human same League thing. one. <laughs> but it's a nice exactly song. Exactly the same. Decent sentiment. It's a bit of a sort of sorbet to sort of cleanse your palate from what came before, before we launch into <laughs> the absolutely batshit final final part of this album. Louise Sorbet sounds like someone we might have gone to school with as well. <laughs> Louise Sorbet. <laughs> I date Louise Sorbet. I gave this a two because yeah. nothing happens. Exactly the same. Yeah, two. Oh, we agree. Hooray. There we go. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> oh, let's get up tempo now, though. Uh, this is Kiss Me. Jacob's favourite phrase in the English language returns. <laughs> kiss me, kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. It's not that one. Oh, it's not that one, unfortunately. Uh, it's better than that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, originally released in 1982 by the band Tintin. Uh, <laughs> bong bong, no. Um, <laughs> Stop it. Lead singer Stephen Duffy had obviously previously collaborated with Robbie on uh, an album we're mentioning yet again, (laughs) Intensive Care. Um, And Duffy later re-released this song twice for some reason and and it got to number four in the UK charts. Hmm. Um, Kiss me with your mouth. What else do people (laughs) kiss with? I wouldn't open that debate, Nathan. Okay. You won't Uh, like what you find. It's a full-on Euro trash disco dance track this one uh unapologetically so um and it's really fun i think this is great if this came on in a club i think it would really get people moving um yeah easy choice for one of the singles as well like this has got single written all over it i would be well up for this in a in a club definitely i do i listen to the stephen duffy version i do prefer it because Mm. he he puts on that slightly Germanic accent um, <laughs> that a lot of people seem to use in the 80s. Mm. Um, it, I'm, I'm sure he's probably, you know, actually from England, considering his name. Very but, English. Um, yeah. Very, very English. Uh, a much more fun listening experience than the fairly uneventful electropop of the previous two uh, tracks. Uh, but once again, it's just the same song as the, the other versions. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. We've we've been over this before, as is as a perennial curse of bad things is identical covers, <laughs> and there's more of that to be found here. Um, it's still good though. Like mm-hmm. it's a welcome break from everything else that's come before it, um, and uh, a good example of why Robbie Williams should not be allowed to write his own songs. <laughs> 
How now? <laughs> okay, I'm sure he's better now. Uh, I would give this a three out of five. I also uh, gave this a three, yes. Very enjoyable, uh, but not much more to say than that. Holy shit! <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, boys. The the last stretch of this album is extraordinarily entertaining and extraordinarily <laughs> bad. We're going to have two autobiographical tracks on the spin now, starting off with the 80s. He met a girl on Monday, tracked Dizzy Bob on Tuesday, fingered her on Wednesday, and on Thursday and Friday, and on Saturday, jumped by Sunday. Things are better when they start. I have to ask you for the second time on this podcast today, Jacob, where do you want to begin with the 80s? <laughs> one, of my, one of my notes is sort of, sort of tongue-in-cheek, but also sort of shit. <laughs> sort of shit? This is horrendous. <laughs> I, I hated this when I first heard it. Um, right. On, on, second refle- on second and third listens, it wasn't as bad. There, there's still a lot of bad... <laughs> in here um maybe we should start with me so horny me so young <laughs> and i still get my washing done <laughs> i like how to be those... fair, that sounds like all of us in our late teens <laughs> yeah basically um i like how those three things are uh, mutually mutually exclusive as well you can't be horny and do the washing <laughs> the famous venn diagram <laughs> Uh, then we, one of the most abrupt changes in in lyrical history. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what I'm going to talk about? Yeah. Uh, Auntie Joe died of cancer. God didn't have an answer. <laughs> Rhythm was a dancer. <laughs> he he got over that in the space of a second. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I'm really sad. Oh, who who's this snap? Oh, here we go. Do you want to do the Craig David um, homage?" Oh, God. <laughs> right, here we go. Met a girl on Monday, drank fizzy pop on Tuesday, fingered her on Wednesday, <laughs> and on Thursday and Friday and on Saturday, dumped by Sunday. <laughs> that poor girl. <laughs> what a week. It's an amazing week. That's like every week in 2020. <laughs> so okay. much happened. Okay, Nathan, whatever you get up to in your own time. Is no, no, I was referring no to news events, not... I'm I'm practicing yeah, social distancing sure. and I'm not dumping people on Sundays. <laughs> or think no, I'm not gonna no. Um Stop it. Uh I like how he was dumped as well after just four days of continuous fingering. <laughs> so you think he was dumped, you don't like, think she dumped I don't know. him. No, the, he dumped her, sorry. Um Well the, okay, let's analyse the language here. Uh, <laughs> really? Metica <laughs> Met a girl, fingered her. That's all. That's all stuff that he's doing, and yeah. then dumped. Impl- that just sounds to me like he dumped her. So surely he'd have said, "Dumped her by Sunday." If it had been the other way around, what am I doing, Nathan? Also, like emotions are volatile. But if you're enjoying yeah. getting fingered for four days in a row, <laughs> and then you dump someone the next day, what what has happened during your sleep cycle for uh, you to change your mind? Unless you just put up with rubbish fingering for four days, which. <laughs> To be There's honest. nothing else to do in person. 
Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, I don't know what to say. You calling puff? You're like one man. I ate that stuff, and then my granddad died and left a hole in the family. Lots of women that's nanny me. School was a laugh. They didn't have ADD. Thick was a term they used for me. Repeatedly. Take my breath away. Which is obviously a reference to the musical youth song. And then this, I've copied this whole stanza where he talks about losing his virginity. <laughs> well, can I just bring one more up before All right. we go there? Okay. Is it the um, Wham one? No, well, there is that one. Yeah. yeah. You're like Wham, ma'am, you poof, or whatever it is. Yeah. What, what are you going to, what, what was your other one? Sorry. Um... And then I ran, I ran so far away down oh, yeah. Scotia Road to a taxi bay. Then I ran again because I couldn't pay. Young Muslim didn't get his fare that day. I apologise today. <sighs> well, you probably haven't had time to talk to him about his religious background <laughs> if you're also not paying his taxi fare. So that's also presumptive. Didn't even register uh, as one of the more egregious lyrics uh, because there's just so much rubbish here, Nathan. Um <laughs> Right let's, right, let's have a whole section dedicated oh, to the God. virginity stanza, as you right. coined it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do this in my best dramatic reading. Here we go. <clears throat> I lost my virginity to a girl called Anne-Marie. Well, she said she fancied me. And then she said, fuck me. And I thought, fuck me. I'm all talk, and it'll be over too quickly. And it was, but I couldn't <laughs> care less. I'd seen a girl's part made a mess on her dress. Oh, yes. You're now rocking with the best. <laughs> Second person in my year that had seen a breast. I'm in my 30s now, and I'm, st- and I'm still impressed. <laughs> There's so much to get into there. I've never heard a vagina <laughs> referred to as a part. <laughs> Me neither. I thought he said pot when I first heard this song. <laughs> I'd seen a girl's pot. <laughs> That's somehow worse. Also, it's just it seems to be that she only it, she only showed him one of her tits because he <laughs> says had seen a breast, <laughs> not multiple. <laughs> she just there with just one out. Just. So the dress is hitched up, but the upper part of the dress only, <laughs> in some sort of renaissance pose, only one of the breasts is revealed. I gave this a one. <laughs> um, I don't know if, it, if, it's even, if it's even possible to rate this. Um, upon reflection, I will join you on a one. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why it was. <laughs> I thought it was less bad. Having listened to it again, but oh Christ! Well, we've basically got the same song to talk about next because yes. the '90s follows a similar similar path. We've just got a bit more Brit poppy style instrumentation. 
Picking up the story from where I left off It's 99 now The school can fuck off I got no GCSEs, nothing higher than a D I couldn't tell my mum because she battered me Me and Tate sat on the bowling green Life was a shitter We had five quid between us and bought six cans of bitter I took me ten Benson home And I smoked through the sorrow If I could just avoid me mum, maybe I'll tell her tomorrow I stumbled through the door, I said moments like this She said, that man's been on the phone And you've made the list You're in that boy band song Come and give us a kiss Phone up Martin and Rich and carry on getting pissed. I ask you again, Jacob, where would you like to start? <laughs> uh, I actually liked this song the first time round. Ah, it's the same. <laughs> what? It's the same thing. No, it's it's. I think it's different because he was talking about his childhood in the eighties, but now he's talking about his time in Take That, which is a, a part of you know, it's a part of time that a lot of people will recognise. It's it's a hell of a lot more interesting and unique. Than, than growing up in the 80s, which is an experience a lot of people had. Uh, I like the way it's stra- It's very on the nose, the lyrics, uh, and it's not without its faults. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, but he, he doesn't talk about fingering anybody. So uh, that's an instant plus. I thought this had something. I, I liked this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this now. I like this song. You're gonna have to justify this some more. What what are you like lyrically? What are you getting? Where it, it just tells a it tells a, a good story, I guess, of of his time in the band and you know it's there's no clever metaphors or anything. He's very on the nose. Uh, when he talks about meeting, take that for the first time, he says, "I met the other guys. One seemed like a cock, who is obviously Barlow. I put Gary, yes, next to him. Yeah. Um, God, it'd be awful if it was just like Jason." What has Jason ever done? <laughs> are, are Williams and Barlow the McCartney and Lennon oh. 1970? Uh, are they the equivalent here in the 90s? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked the way it was structured. I, I liked how on the nose it was. Uh, I felt it was a hell of a lot more emotional than the 80s. Um, there are bits in there, there. There were weird gaps in the lyrics on the Spotify version, which I think is down to the fact that he acts, he slags off their manager, and I think he accused them of uh, accused him of like ripping them off, uh, and the lyrics were removed for legal reasons, uh, <laughs> which doesn't help the flow of the song because there's just huge gaps in the lyrics. I couldn't find what the original ones were, but um, I really want to hear them, so I might have to buy this album on CD. To... <laughs> oh, God. The CD version of Rude Fox. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a hell of a lot better than the 80s, which admittedly isn't saying much, uh, and one of the better songs on the album. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I am I just can't get on board with that. I do apologise. <laughs> and what makes this even more infuriating is you realise he only talks about 1990 to 1995. <laughs> so, so if he'd done the whole decade, it would have been like 15 minutes long, this song. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm sure he, I'm sure he doesn't talk about the whole '80s because when the '80s started, he was six. So... <laughs> I'm sure he was probably even wired when he was six years old. Just, God. just on it straight away. Probably. And now I'm running away from everything that I've been, and I'm pissed, and I'm fucked, and I'm only 19. Um, I can't conform no more. I can't perform no more. But the boys know I'm fucked, and so they show me the door. Which actually reading it out isn't as bad as I remember. <laughs> it's very on the nose, but it, it paints yeah. a very interesting picture. Uh, I just think the circumstances are so unique that it it's, it re- redeems itself slightly in my eyes. Because, I don't know, you don't get... You, you get a lot of self-referential music, but not 
as bluntly as this. You should have liked Good Doctor then. There's no difference. (laughs) Yes, but that had the line, loads of pills, give me loads of pills. (laughs) And boots. (laughs) I gave this a one. Oh, no. Um, I'd give this a three. (laughs) And with that disagreement, we're going to move on to a thoroughly boring song. Yes, we are. This is Summertime. Summertime. This is how I play So Robbie's put us through the quote-unquote entertainment of the 80s and 90s, and then we get this. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, at least they're fun, despite being dreadful. What? What? This is just an utterly boring pop song that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, the themes are just all over the place. Like The only thing I could find was that this song was the first one he wrote after he left Take That. <laughs> so I guess... It kind of fits in with the theme there, but if you don't oh, know that, yeah. if you don't know that, then it doesn't make a great deal of sense. All uh, I found out about this song is that it was used in the credits to Mike Bassett, England manager, <laughs> which might be an option on one of the polls. Oh yes, please, <laughs> Jacob, please. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, it that, looks it yeah. looks dreadful. And then there's a weird bit at the end where he raps. Uh, and Robbie should not be allowed to rap. I don't know what this is, Nathan. It, it, <laughs> I just... Just do away with it. Get rid of it. The, the the bit that really frustrates me is when the song's obviously fading out and he just can't just let it be and he has to just go, in the summertime, when the weather is hot. Yeah. No shit, Robbie. It's the summer. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's hot. Star rating for summertime? One and a half. <laughs> uh, I was slightly more uh, generous and I gave it two. Folks. Folks, folks, folks. It's time for your main event. We teased it. It's probably the reason this this won the poll, along with the title track, Rude Box. Robbie Williams wrote a song called Dickhead. <laughs> this is tea to the motherfucking ofty. What's your problem, dickhead? Don't kick my dog, dickhead. Don't be part me, dickhead. Why you mug me off in my car, dickhead? Why you disrespecting my bra, dickhead? There's a dickhead in your mouth, a dickhead on parade. Do not have kids, don't want dickheads to be made, dickheads. I want to start off by talking about MC Tofty. <laughs> I had a little research of MC Tofty and our friends at All Music... Uh, normally pretty good with uh, keeping track of where people have been. This is his only credit yeah. on all music. Um, and he starts the song out um, by saying, uh, this is tea to the motherfucking ofty. What's your problem, dickhead? <laughs> and uh, that is that is the worst uh, Newcastle Sunderland accent you will ever hear. So apologies for that. 
<laughs> I don't think we're the ones that have to be apologising here, Nathan. No, I, I don't think so. No. So the, the song is essentially Robbie being <laughs> un, being unnecessarily aggressive and then saying the word dickhead after every line. Um, what 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 more can you really say uh, uh, beyond uh. that? <laughs> This song is so funny. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I was expecting. It wasn't this. <laughs> the opening line. Don't kick my dog, dickhead. <laughs> it's Anchorman. Fair criticism. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a fair criticism. Don't don't kick someone's dog. <laughs> it is. And I suppose you could get quite aggressive if that did happen to you. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's quite a niche scenario. Most people like dogs yes. and would only kick them if they were being attacked. The next line is, don't beep at me, dickhead. <laughs> right, right, right. That one. <laughs> Significantly lower down <laughs> yeah, the chain it's... of issues. Yeah. <laughs> not a niche issue. And also, uh, you need to be the bigger person and not get annoyed about that. <laughs> the bit where he says, why are you dis- disrespecting my bro, dickhead? Where he says bro like bra. <laughs> oh. So it just sounds like <laughs> someone's talking about his underwear. <laughs> The one breast. <laughs> Why are you disrespecting my one breast? Dickhead. My my favourite line from Robin, my actual favourite line is going to be MC Tofty, but I want to finish off with, with, with that. My security of vicious crew, they'll kick fuck out of you only if I ask them to, but they'll kick fuck out of you. Yeah, and Nathan didn't say that wrong. It's not... They'll kick the fuck out of you. They'll kick fuck out of you. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> you will no longer be able to have a sexual relations. <laughs> They'll kick all the intercourse out it of you, will... right out of your body. Your bollocks will be so bruised. <laughs> you shan't be able to see any girl's parts, nor shall you be able to make a mess of their dress. <laughs> Go to bed, dickhead. Don't wake up, dickhead. Who gives a fuck, dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, oh, no, my favourite line is when he just goes, Radiohead, dickhead. <laughs> well, that that whole, that is him just saying that he's making a pop album and it has no kind of intellectual basis, which is accurate. I know you call me I love that a, a tit is somehow above a dickhead. Yeah. It's sort of pecking Yeah, order. tit is kind of light-hearted, uh, isn't it? It's kind of... True. That's true. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know what this song is about. <laughs> it's just, just Fred Durst levels of anger. Um, oh, right, let's, so let, let's do it. The main event for me of the main oh. event. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should we just play it and then talk about it? Oh, I love it. <laughs> Those were the dulcet tones there of MC Tofty. Um, I've got a book of shit. Oh yeah, I've got a book of shit. <laughs> 
now I reckon you hated this lyric because it specifically um, announces itself as as presenting animals as below the human race because <laughs> simultaneously horse shit, cow shit, and dog shit are no match for what MC Tofty coins as real shit, uh, real being shit. the shit or the the excrement of human beings. So. I expect your Greenpeace, uh, yeah, your radar was going crazy on this one. Because just to confirm, the shit of animals is a real-world phenomenon, and you've probably all stepped in it at some point in your life. That is a hill we are willing to die on here at Bad Things. Horse shit is real shit. <laughs> what is this? What, what is the point of this? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Bursts in out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm gonna book it a shit. <laughs> Bursts in out of nowhere, and then is never heard from again by anyone in the music industry. I'm, this is it. Like I'm assuming this song is kind of set in a nightclub. Someone has brought a bucket of shit to pop <laughs> And it's not only have they got the shit, they are proudly <laughs> announcing to anyone who will listen that they have this shit bucket of shit in their possession. <laughs> If I was the bouncer, I'd be like, you know what, that's bold. Go in. Yeah, go on then. Go on then. In you go. Throw oh, it. <laughs> is it real shit? Yeah, all right then. Well, come on then. Can't be having any of that cow shit. This is phenomenal. This is... <laughs> it's it's time for the embellishment siren from me. Uh, one of the worst songs I've ever heard. No, I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> this is just... Is it even a song? <laughs> Can it even be classed as a song? Uh, I gave it a zero. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't decide whether to give it zero or five. <laughs> just for the hell of it. If you'd given it <laughs> five, I, I would have thrown a bucket of various types of shit at you. <laughs> I would have gone to a field somewhere in London. God knows they're, yeah. you know, it's quite a niche thing in fields, London. Yeah. I would have found some horse shit, cow shit, <laughs> and also got a local dog to shit into a bucket. And then I myself... <laughs> right what a way to finish <laughs> it was the main event dickhead a big fat zero from both of us one of one of the worst things we've reviewed one of the worst things i've ever heard what wasn't so bad was the commercial performance of rude box unbelievable well actually no not that unbelievable actually um when you consider commercial performances it's actually based off the success of of past albums rather than <laughs> current ones um, but yeah, uh, sorry. Carry on. I'm, I'm just still. I'm still in shock. <laughs> it. Um, I think I read on the Wikipedia page that it's a triple platinum album now. Um, <sighs> sold fifty four thousand six hundred sixty seven copies in. Uh, I think that was only the midweek version as well of the UK album <laughs> chart. Um, and in the in for the full first week, it sold one hundred forty seven thousand copies. Um, wow. Despite reaching number one, sales were far below what was expected by EMI, and overall sales were overtaken by uh, some people who actually wrote songs in this period. <laughs> Take that, Beautiful World album. That is quite embarrassing to be taken over by the band you left over a decade ago. <laughs> but, you know, sort of did it to himself with what we, what we were given. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. How did the critics find this, Jacob? 
Well, Metacritic, it currently sits on 53 out of 100, uh, which, if we're taking that literally, means it is better than average, um, (laughs) which is a lie. Um, And then we've just got some absolutely mental reviews. I'll start with the with the lower lowest review, which is from the Observer, which gave it two out of five. Uh Robbie's own stream of consciousness raps are hindered by a delivery that makes Goldie looking chain look like JC. <laughs> In short, an absolute howler. And I agree. How dare they shit on uh on Maggot from Goldie Looking Chain. It's <laughs> not a song I know. Oh, it's not. So, sorry, it's, he's a member of Goldie Looking Chain. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Aren't they Welsh? They Goldie are. I think Chain. he's called Maggot. Yeah. Now I'm even questioning that. I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Maggot. Mr. Maggot. <laughs> NME, who are, are kind if they give you more than a five, uh, gave this an eight out of ten, uh, stating the stakes are extremely high. Luckily, Rudebox is the best thing he's ever put his name to. Have you heard the first three albums? <laughs> Have you heard this album, let alone the first three? <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, all, all I'll say to that is that um, Enemy deserved to go out of business. <laughs> they deserve a bucket of shit. <laughs> a bucket of shit. Normally on the nose, all music gave this four out of five, stating the fact remains that every single track here is better and more interesting than anything from the previous two LPs. Okay, I might agree that it's more interesting than most of Intensive Care. Um... <laughs> Despite the occasional, occasional (laughs) embarrassing couplet or misguided musical idea. I'm lost for words. I don't know what to say. I I think I originally gave this a 50 or something when I first heard it a few years ago. I would probably give it a 42 now. Yeah, it's hard because the, the disparity between good and bad is so large. Like going from love light to... Dickhead. <laughs> no, love like to bongo bong. That is the legit track <laughs> within a within a track as well. Um, yeah, I think I would have to agree. Low forties. Um, I think forty two is pretty good, pretty accurate. I would say thirty seems too harsh. Um, even God, even if it even if it was a bucket of shit. You've got you've got to say more entertaining than Lulu and Paula, right? <laughs> A, definitely a better listen than Lulu. Yeah. Um, more to... Yeah. It's more akin to Paula, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, in terms of the disparity between tracks, I guess it's more akin to Chocolate Starfish, because yes. uh, that had be- that had some good stuff on it, and then um, Hot Dog. Uh, so I, would, I think 42, you're pretty much on the money there. Yeah. That's that's it. Seventeen tracks. Thanks for staying with us. If you're bothered, um, yeah, we might come back round to this kind of branch of Britpop or something to do with Take That, or somehow I might try and get Oasis in here, even though all their albums are quite well reviewed. Mm. Um, so thanks for staying with us, and we're still <laughs> still going here. Seventeen tracks, a few extras. It's time now for the poll results, Jacob. Mm. Um, for uh, what we're going to be reviewing in February. Yes, well, it would normally be award season if uh, a certain you-know-what virus didn't get in the way, dickhead. Uh, but we are having our own celebration of the worst of the worst when it comes to films. It's our Golden Raspberry Special, and as voted for by you, we are finally 
getting round to reviewing the one, the only, the 2013 winner of the Worst Film Award at the Golden Raspberries, Movie 43. It's finally happening. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) I, yeah. How many months in the making is this since this film first appeared on a poll? We've got to be... Eight? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Eight, six, six to eight months. Yeah. Almost a full pregnancy between between this film being in a poll and not not looking forward to the to the note taking no um (laughs) (laughs) it'd be one of those things that we'll be excited about until we're actually sat down and watching it and then we'll realize (laughs) what have we done and yeah uh, but it's gonna be a lot of fun uh you know two dozen or so celebrities in a massively confusing 14 part narrative uh, (laughs) but defied all expectations in the sense that people thought oh how can a film with all these famous people in it be bad and it was it really really was that's next time on bad things and as one poll closes another one opens uh bringing back that old quote for bad things Uh um our next music poll our march episode um and we actually had a tie for second place in our last poll. So both these options are going to be back on the table for you. The first of which is Victoria Beckham's self-titled album. Here's your chance once again for vo- to vote for VB's debut album of uninspired R&B pop. Nathan really wants to do this to discuss Not Such an Innocent Girl. So <laughs> give it a vote, would you? Um... I love how blatantly biased you are in these votes. <laughs> Every time. Impeach me. <laughs> Option two, uh, which tied with VB, is Liam Payne's LP1. Um, Liam sneaks onto the poll uh, with his potentially biphobic song, Both Ways, and uh, another collection of very, what seems to be seemingly mediocre, R&B. I know, Jacob, you want to talk about Both Ways quite a lot. (laughs) Yeah, this got my vote last time. Uh, Will it do so again? Who knows? Uh, But we'll, we'll have a lot of fun with it either way. Uh, And we'll get to talk about One Direction, which is always good fun. Something that's definitely not One Direction is option three, the the mid to late 2000s rap pop phenomenon, Soldier Boy. Uh, With his album, (laughs) SoldierBoyTellEm.com. Do you want to hear two white British guys talk about Crank That? Then vote for this. There we go. We're so white. (laughs) So, I don't, I'm not sure I know how to talk about hip hop, but we'll give it a go. Mm. And option four, someone who's so not hip hop, uh, the king of boring has finally hit the pole. Phil Collins's 2002 album, <laughs> Testify. I've absolutely no idea what is on this album, but we'll probably finally talk about Easy Lover, so it'll be worth it for that. What a tune Easy Lover is. <laughs> Might get my vote just so we can talk about that. Please, please don't vote for this. This is like this is a this is full on BDSM for me. Levels of punishment. Happy to do a Phil Collins album. Oh, Phil. So those are your four options. Uh, the poll will be up on our Facebook page shortly. So please do uh, get voting. Uh, Jacob, speaking of uh, social media, where can people find us? 
Well, if you want to vote in the aforementioned Facebook poll, you can do so by going to our Facebook page. We are Bad Things the Podcast. Give us a search. It's facebook.com forward slash bad things the podcast or .co.uk if you live in the UK, which you probably do. Uh, We're on Twitter at Bad Things Pod. We're on Instagram at Bad Things Pod, where we have a return to our custom episode graphics. Welcome back, Becky. Welcome back, Becky. Thank you so much for doing that. An amazing drawing of Robbie Williams uh, in his best tracksuit. So give that a look on there, with, as along with along with all the other pictures uh, and things that we post on there as well. Uh, and if you want to give us a listen, then we're on Acast. If you search for Bad Things, the podcast, or we're on Apple Podcasts as well. Please leave us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Make it five stars. Come on, please, please, guys. Uh, and if you want to write us a review... Uh, then please do, because it helps with uh, something to do with algorithms or some such. And we, yes, we will join you on those platforms in February where we talk about Movie 43. Here we go. We are the Phil Collins of social media. We'll get better, (laughs) honest. Um, Yep, that's it. Rudebox is done. It's been an epic. It was pretty shit, let's be (laughs) honest. Um, We all now have the song Dickhead in our heads, and we're going to go away uh, and hit our heads against the wall to uh, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go um, drown myself in a bucket of shit. <laughs> and then uh, maybe go to Boots to get some St. John's Ward <laughs> to make myself feel better. Just a cavalcade of inside jokes from this oh, record. We're gonna be, to... We are going to be dining out on this episode <laughs> in years. <laughs> we may literally be dining out because we should get paid for this. Thanks. Um <laughs> Right. Uh, Thanks to everyone who's listened. We will see you for Movie 43. Remember to stay bad. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. And remember, guys, to stay bad and keep being tits. (laughs) 